Blog Talk Radio. Happy Friday, everybody. We got another exciting edition of No Huddle with Mike and Sam. I'm one of your hosts, Mike. How you doing? I'm Sam. <laughs> the excitement is palpable. Coming from Sam Can you today. feel it today? Let's go, people. <laughs> I can tell. Such excitement. But uh, really excited to be here again today. Um, we're going to cover in our uh, very first segment here, we're going to go our... Uh, 64 uh, movie, best sports movie bracket. We're going to reveal the winners and go on to the next round matchups, as well as uh, discuss uh, most awkward or embarrassing moments that you've ever experienced. Uh, I mean, I have quite a few. So do you want me to narrow down the top 10, top five? Uh, top two, maybe. Uh, top two. I'll stick to two. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll give them stick to two. That's, that's pretty good. That, that's, uh, but uh, please, if you want to call in today, uh, the number is 563-999-3761. Give us a shout. Uh, but uh, let's start. So now you piqued my curiosity here uh, with your embarrassing or awkward moments. So now let's let's do uh, – let's start with uh, number two. All right. <clears throat> uh, number two would have to be uh, probably when I was uh, six years old. Um, you know, uh, just so, you know, the listeners – can remember, you're Asian and I am Indian. Right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. So just, just clarify, to clarify that. Okay. Right? Okay. Okay. All right. So I was uh, in uh, first grade, and uh, there was a girl named Jennifer Bradish, mm. and I, and uh, she was this you know cute little, uh, you know she had blonde curly hair and okay. just typical you know Caucasian female. You were trying to say she was a cute little white girl. Basically, what you were trying okay, to say with that thing. <laughs> exactly. Right. All right. So, so, um, you know, again, you know, 1990s growing up in uh, New Jersey, a lot of foreigners. So uh, I was asked the question, why do you smell like curry? Hmm. So I had no answer as to why I smelled like, I mean, I knew why I smelled like curry. My mom was cooking curry at home every day. It's on your, it's seeping out of your pores. What yeah, can you do? Just like when I used to play basketball with a bunch of Indian dudes that you see, and they would take their shirts off and instantly, you know, you would just smell the curry seeping out of the pores. Right, and when you take off your shirt, I smell dumplings and spring rolls. <laughs> so, I mean, so what, what, what's the point? We don't have as much anyway. hair on our body, so it doesn't, doesn't linger. Okay. You have Maybe no you need to open that. up those eyes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> just continue with your story. Anyways, yeah. bottom line, I turned all red and got very awkward and I had no clue as to what, how I'm going to answer that. Wow. Well, then. Okay. All right. And uh, what about number one? Why don't we jump to one of your awkward moments? Okay, I, no, I got plenty, man. All right. I got right. lots. Here we go. I have lots. Let's go with your number two. <clears throat> so, um, number uh, number two uh, is quite uh, quite the uh, the doozy. Uh, I was working at Cheesecake Factory. I was a server. All okay. Right. And um, my section of tables were like the little banquet tables where they're like side by side. Okay. okay. Um, and, you know, so, like, when you're standing next to, like, table taking an order, giving them drinks, so, you're like, your back is turned to another table. It's right there. Okay? Correct. So, uh, I brought out the main Wait, course. hold on. Before, before yeah. you, how old were you? 23. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I 
delivered dishes out, uh, two pasta dishes to one of my tables, right? And they're asking for uh, Parmesan cheese. Right. And as I'm grating the Parmesan, right. I lose control and I rip a fart. And my back is standing to one of my tables, right? My back is standing to one of the tables, and I ripped the fart right into their faces. Oh, and I just had to hurry. And I was like, that's enough cheese. And then I just had to hurry up and book it before the smell, you know, popped uh, up. I, I mean, I can attest. I feel very bad for whoever had to inhale any of that. Oh, you the gas take, is bad, you can, you, can, you can grab some of those samples and send it to the U.S. military, and they can figure out new and torturous ways to use that. Oh, that's 100% true. That's 1,000% <laughs> true. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, let's, since we did one each, why don't we just jump into our bracket here? Okay, all right. So starting here, top bracket. Uh, Field of Dreams gets by Rookie of the Year with 85% of the votes. Not surprising there. There was not really an upset there. I know Sam was pushing hard for Rookie of the hey, Year. Bionic okay. arms. It's Henry a- Rowan Gardner <laughs> fan over here. It's, it's all right. It's all right. Field of Dreams is still a great movie, and I have to uh, I have to agree. Baseball I, game, I, I was just going to tell you, it was a great game. Yeah. If you want to talk about it a little bit. With Tim Anderson hitting there the walk-off homer. They're saying they're going to make a second one about this game that just happened. I would like to. I mean, I would like to see it every year, almost like how the NHL does their uh, outdoor hockey game yeah. at baseball stadiums. I would like to see one game a year played at the Field of Dreams with your classic teams. Like, don't give me, like, Miami Marlins and, and Tampa Bay. Give me, like, original teams that were around. Like, so, like, even or, even, like, or even, like, deep, like, rivalries, maybe. Exactly. Know, really, yeah. Like, like, you know, gut-wrenching. You know? Yeah. Like, I would like to see the Resident Cardinals. Yeah. That's the wrong you know, game. that would be a great game, or or give me, uh, you know, give me uh, Yankees Red Sox there. You can One, always go Yankees. Yeah, you can always go. But so we had. You a, could even couldn't you go uh, like uh, Cubs and uh, what's the Cubs, Cubs and Dodgers? Dodgers, you know, or whoever, you know. That's that's uh, just as long as the teams basically existed before 1920. I'm Dodgers okay. Yeah, Dodgers Yankees would be a hell of a series. Yeah. I guess they're the Cleveland Guardians now. They're not the Indians, but you could go, you know. Oh wow, yeah. I changed their official though? It is official. As of this year or like yeah, I started, yeah. Yeah. Have some memorabilia. Yeah. I mean I missed the Indians and Chief Wahoo, but I guess it was two races. So Yeah. But, yeah, so Field of Dreams moving on. Uh, Dodgeball also taking a large percent of the vote with 90% of the vote going to Dodgeball over Moneyball. So that was a little shocking. Uh, Friday Night Lights absolutely destroying Basketball Diaries with 100% of the vote over Basketball Diaries. Not a single vote for Basketball Diaries. So, um, And then Slapshot and When We Were Kings, I feel like nobody knew what to do with this. Slapshot barely sneaks through with 52% of the vote. Cool. Cool. Uh, that leaves us to Major League and Invincible. This was also very close, but Major League took 55% of the votes. I didn't go. like this one. Which one? The Natural and Murder Bowl? Yes. Well, Mur- what was the, tell me the numbers on this one. Murder Bowl went by with 82% of the votes. Wow. Over the Natural. A lot of it, so I'm going to tell you right now, the old movies did not fare well. Okay. The, they didn't fare well. There was not, they, they did not do very well, unless they were – Really well-known older movies. Uh, they didn't fare well. Uh, Waterboy taking Tin Cup. I was a little sad. A little oh, I'm sad. happy about that. Yeah, but Waterboy taking Tin Cup with 62% of the vote. you got to have a little bit of comedy. Yeah. yeah. Raging Bull. That, which is, I mean, you knew that was going to happen. 51%, though. Oh, it was close. 
Talladega Knights almost pulled a 15 over two upset. Wow. Yeah. All right. So that leaves us now in the in the top bracket. In the second round, we have Field of Dreams or Dodgeball. I think Dodgeball is going to go on a run. I think I have a feeling Dodgeball is going to go over Field of Dreams. I really yeah, do. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. Uh, it's a fair. It's, again, it's a newer movie. Yeah. And and I see Talladega Nights was the newer movie too. So yeah. I mean, yeah, it's close. I oh. think Friday Night Lights is going to upset Slapshot. I really do. And that's going to be a 12 seed going into the Sweet 16. Uh, Major League and Murder Ball. We'll see what goes there. And then Waterboy, Raging Boy. I think Waterboy might pull the upset. Again, here. pulling some steam. Man. Yeah. Taking up steam. It's the newer, uh, again, or fairly newer flick. And um, more stuck in people's minds. Raging okay. Bull yeah. came out oh, in yeah. like 1982. Yeah. So even like for someone like me who was born in 1982, I didn't see it till I was like 25, 26 years right. old, you know. And so, right. and by that time the movie was 25, 26 years old. Right. So yeah. So uh, we'll I see. need to take a look at how how well he's aged. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And that's how young old the movie is. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, so down in our. Um, South bracket, we have Remember the Titans, eight men out. Remember the Titans going God, yeah, easily at 85%. That, that wasn't even really that close. How did Bendit like Beckham? Bendit like Beckham going over Above the Rim with 55% of the vote. It's, again, a newer movie. But Above the Rim is not that old. I guess it came out in the 90s because Tupac was still alive. Bendit so. like, like Beckham was like 2001. Yeah, something like that. Uh, you have Bad News Bears going over the hurricane uh, with uh, – And this is the original Bad News Bears. original Bad News Bears. Yeah. Also, this is where a newer uh, movie got the hit. Yeah. But this was also very close, 55% of the vote for Bad News Bears. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, Cinderella Man going over Miracle with 65% of the vote. I was surprised by that one. Miracle's a very good movie. But Cinderella Man, Man may have been a tad underseated. Okay. Possibility. Yeah. League of Their Own going over Express. I can see that. With 58% of the vote. So that was also Again, very not, close. Not, not with a lot. What's that? Not with a lot. Not, yeah. Not, definitely not. I, this was going to happen, right? 42 beat Brian's song. Well, this is going to happen, right? I was shocked. And, and 42 is so much newer than Brian's It is. But 42 also got 90% of the vote over Brian's song, man. That, to me, was a pretty big upset. No one wants to see grown men cry, I guess. I guess not. <laughs> Uh, we are Marshall narrowly beating the way back with 52% of the vote. Nor movie. No, the way. The oh, way, sorry, the way sorry. we are Marshall. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Okay. And then Hoosiers going over Cool Runnings with 70% of the vote. So Hoosiers going. Uh, so that leaves us with matchups with Remember the Titans, Bend It Like Beckham, uh, Bad News Bears against Cinderella Man. League of the Own is 42, which is going to be a close one. Pretty good matchup. And then we are Marshall versus Hoosiers. Who's your pick out of this bracket? Who do you think Who do you think our fans will pick out of the – who do you think – because I'm looking at the top, and I really, think, I really think Waterboy or Dodgeball is going to come out of that bracket. I, so really I think do. 42 is going to pop out. <laughs> you think 42 yeah. is? Okay. Yeah. I okay. think 42 is going to make a little bit of a run. Because I, I don't know. Remember the Titans, I think, is going to hold serve as the number one seed and come I, out. Great movie, man. Yeah. It's a great, fantastic movie. Absolutely fantastic movie. Uh, I would like to see either – I mean, both of them, actually. Yeah. Move that, in that direction. So, I really want to uh, talk real quick. I want to talk about – potential snubs we left off here I was oh, thinking sure. about there's two movies in particular that I was like man this didn't make the cut should they have made the cut the program 
Ooh. and the Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks, I feel like, uh, should have made the list. Yeah. Should have made the list. Again, it's like a cult classic almost. Right? Yeah, and they had so, a new series on Disney Plus come they out. They did. Game Changers. They did. With the original yeah. cast. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So I, I think that uh, that's definitely a, a, a snub in my eyes. But yeah. what else? Uh, I feel like there's, there could be, like, maybe a couple other movies that were, like, just Close. overlooked. Blue Chips. Yeah. Blue Chips is one. Space Jam, the original Space Jam we left off. I don't – yeah, it should have made that list somehow. Yeah. There wasn't much acting there. You're, you're right. It was mostly animation and Michael Jordan kind of sleepwalking through stuff. But right. when you're still made for great entertainment. It, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, 64 trying to pare this down was very difficult. It was. And, it was. and you have to keep in mind, we, we, we kind of wanted to stick with, like, a lot of – a, a wide range, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. Ford versus Ferrari is not on this list. It is. Oh, is it? Okay. Is Come it on, on our other? Oh, perfect. perfect. Yeah. It didn't make it. Oh, it made it. Yeah, oh. it did. Yeah. So now we're going to go to the East region, and we have Rudy and Goon. Rudy has to have 100% of yeah. the vote over yeah. Goon. Yeah. It wasn't even close. Right. And for that matter, Happy Gilmore going over <laughs> Days of Thunder, not very close to it either, with 85% of the vote. Happy Gilmore went with 85? Yeah. That's a landslide. Over Days of Thunder, which I was kind of surprised by. Not a lot of NASCAR fans, I guess. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, then would, we have, uh, would, you say, would you say you see a little trend of these Adam Sandler flicks kind of popping up uh, in different divisions? And yeah. Because I see Waterboy over there. But I don't think Happy Gilmore is going over Rudy. No. I don't think it'll no. happen. I think no. if anybody is pulling upset over Rudy, it's either going to be Bull Durham or Sandlot. Oh, I can see Sandlot. Sandlot might pull the pull the upset. We'll see. I, I can see that. Uh, next, we have right, Ford versus, that's okay. uh -huh. next, we have Ford versus Ferrari versus 61. Ford versus Ferrari won big 82% of the vote. So, fairly new movie, too. Yeah, fairly new movie. Right. Great movie. Right. Uh, Bull Durham over Pride of the Yankees. Bull Durham winning with 90% of the vote. Um, the wrestler against Beyond the Mat. The wrestler goes goes by like with 70% of the vote. But I like that. I like that that pick because yeah. uh, again, you got to keep it diverse. You yeah, know, across all kinds of sports, all right? in different formats. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Million Dollar Baby going over Chariots of Whoa. Fire very easily. I might say with 95% of the vote. Nobody liked Cherry of Fire. No. No, I don't even know if anybody's seen Cherry of Fire. It's I'm old. Not, it's old. It is. The old movie did not fare well. Right. Right. Um, he got game going over Secretariat with 60% of the vote. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Jesus. And uh, the Sandlot going over Bleed for this with 70% of the vote. Okay, yeah. Sandlot, again, you can't, can't go wrong. A little bit of a, you know. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Legend of Bagger Vance and Rocky. Rocky's number one seed. Rocky Had easily go. going by with 80% of the vote. Had to go. Um, I like Glory Road a lot. I like Glory Road a lot. But Angel of the Outfield narrowly sneaks by with 55% of the vote. So it was close. It was close. I would have picked Glory Road over. I would have picked Glory Road Did too. I go with Angel? I did go with Angel. I don't know. I don't you know emotional I, think, pick. I definitely went with Angel. Yeah. Only because, again, your childhood, you're kind of going with that kind of thing, exactly. right? So, yeah. Varsity Blues, 100% over oh, on the waterfront. On the waterfront, 1950s movie with Marlon Brando. Nobody probably no. of our listeners has probably ever seen it. I have. Great movie. But Varsity Blues goes over with 100%. I had not. And I have seen Varsity Blues, and, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, white men can't jump over the second edition of When We Were Kings because I messed up on the bracket. That's right. my fault. Correct. White men can't jump goes in with 100% of the vote. So this is a pretty intriguing match of varsity blues and white men can't jump. So you have 2000, uh, you know, uh, sports against field mid-90s. Against mid-90s yeah. sports field. Right. Then you got the fighter and the longest yard, the fighter going over. But the original longest yard. Exactly. Right. And the fighter going over with 75% of the vote. Okay. All right. Jerry Maguire and a landslide over Sea Biscuit. Nobody likes horses on this. On this did, show. did you know the Secretariat, Sea Biscuit? They're all yeah. catching the, the news. They did, and Sea Biscuit lost with Jerry Maguire taking 86% of the vote. Wow. Okay. Um, Ali versus Warrior. Warrior going over fairly handedly, 75% of the vote. Not bad. Not bad. And then Caddyshack and Little Giants. Caddyshack, older movie, Little Giant, somewhat newer in the 90s. Caddyshack going over with 54% of the vote. Not bad. So 15 seeds put in some scares. Talladega Knights and Little Giants putting in some scares to Caddyshack and Raging Bull. Um, so that go go pick uh, pick two teams, uh, like one in each uh, bracket. So over here, I still think Rudy's getting out. I think Rudy's still getting out of the bracket. We'll see. It'll uh, come down to four, you think? I think it'll come down to Rudy in the same line. Uh, in that okay. one, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, but in the other bracket, I I don't know. In the West bracket, I could see Whiteman can jump. I could see Varsity Blues, and I could see Rocky and Jerry Maguire all coming out of this bracket. This is a fairly loaded. You know how every year in March Madness, they they say the brackets are even, but there's always one bracket that looks pretty loaded. Like you know, the number one seed right. might have to go up against the number eight seed that was right. in the next round that won 25 games, and right. you have a number four seed who won 30 games. Right. right, right. This looks the West looks like the loaded bracket because I can totally see. I don't see, but I don't see Warrior or Caddyshack moving out of. Uh, like whoever wins, yeah, whoever wins gets, that, gets to the fighter, yeah. But varsity blues, white men can't jump. Whoever wins that, I can totally see going the rest yeah. of the way. And I can see Angels in the outfield kind of losing steam. I, I think I, I don't think they'll get past Rocky. They, but they, they barely, they barely won, right? They barely won. They barely won. Okay. Uh, it was it was pretty close, but that so. Uh, I guess we're going to give it to next Friday, right? Because right. yep. Monday's not enough time to put the votes and get it all on the right. polls. Right. So right. we're going to reveal our uh, Sweet 16 right. next Friday. Okay. We'll go to the Sweet 16 Sweet. next Friday. Awesome. Um, and so, you know, uh, once again, call in. The number is 563-999-3761. If you have a sports movie that you think we omitted from our list, uh, feel free to call in. Uh, let's finish up embarrassing moments. So why don't you just go ahead and kick off with number one? Uh, all right, number one. Uh, my number one most embarrassing moment. Again, I'm going to pick the same time frame because, you know, pretty much when I was five, six, seven years old, I was yeah, some <clears throat> yeah, exactly. a lot of yeah. a lot of. <laughs> anyways, we go on a little field trip. I think I was in second grade. We got into a little field trip to, uh, like, a farm. You know, everyone's petting the goats and shit like that. And uh, someone hands me a duckling. Okay. Lo and behold, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. I'm holding a duck. Duck shit's all over me. All over me. All over me, man. On my pants, on my hands, on my shirt. And it's all over me. It's like liquid shit all over me. Liquid duck shit all over me. So my teacher bugged out. She drags me to the bathroom, tries to clean me up, and there's all shit all over me. And there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. We walk to the to the to the gift shop. She buys like my size, uh, 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 like um, 
very country overalls. Yeah. And she puts me in these overalls, and the rest of the trip, I wa- I'm walking around, a, an Indian guy with overalls, you know, wow. walking around pretending like I belong on the farm. Still smelling like shit because, you know, and you know what? Get this. This makes it even better because this was like, you know, again, the 90s. So, like, think of your very typical old woman perfume, like white flowers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then she sprayed that on top of the so You smelled like a golden girl. I smelled, I smelled like a golden girl that rolled around in duct shit. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, for me, number one, I don't know if I can tell the story without my wife, because uh, I don't think my wife would want it put out over the interwebs and for everybody to hear, but it's a doozy. Um, and I wish I could tell it, but I have a feeling that I will be sleeping outside for the next six months if I do tell it. So I'm going to go. Why, why don't we keep it PG? Because last week, I guess the listeners out there last week, I was a little soft, you know, so yeah. I was kind of drop bombs all over the place. <laughs> Apologies for our younger listeners if you were listening. Uh, yeah, we'll try to be a little bit more PG. All right, fine, we'll be PG. So my number one most embarrassing or awkward moment uh, that I ever had um, is, you remember the band, Chris, the rap group Criss Cross? Absolutely. Okay. I had a phase, okay, <laughs> where I wore my jeans backwards and I wore my shirt backwards. I would go to school looking like a moron, looking like crisscross, okay? You know, and people were like, and then at the time when they were hot, I was living in Tennessee, and nobody there knew crisscross. They were all country music and, and stuff, right? So they're like, why are you dressed like that? I'm like, man, it's crisscross. You know, jump, jump, I missed the bus. And they're like, no, man, I don't know that stuff. So very <laughs> awkward for me, okay? I, I was like a fish out of water. Uh that does it. Uh, I just want to do, uh, before we do our next segment, I want to give a shout-out to Buzz Brewing, uh, CBD-infused beer. Uh, they are And coffee. And, Don't forget and, the coffee. Well, that's a different company. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, that's okay. So Buzz Brewing, uh, they uh, were nice enough to send us some stuff that will be coming our ways for us to try here soon. But I want to give a shout-out to Buzz Brewing, uh, the first CBD infused beer, and it should be, and it will be hitting the market and in your stores very soon. So shout out to Buzz Beer. So starting with uh, segment number two here, uh, we're going to get to some fantasy talk. Uh, we're going to get to the Michael Thomas situation, uh, but I want to I want to talk to you a little bit about preseason takeaways, and and we haven't seen a lot of preseason football yet. But you know, last night there was two uh, games. There was the uh, the Patriots played, so we got to see Mac Jones in action, right? And then the other game uh, was the Steelers and the Eagles. We saw Dwayne Haskins play. So I, I didn't know if you had a chance to catch any of the action from last night's game. And what are, what were some of your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I kind of wanted that again that this. Uh, the Steelers squad that's trying to get get it together. Their O line has still needs a lot of work. Um, you know, Mason Rudolph definitely showed up to not be the number two. Uh, I just wanted to you know get an eye of how even the number twos and then and then the number threes yeah. play against each other. You know, because there's there are points you know you know throughout the game where you know you'll get a second third stringer that'll come in for a huff and puff play. You know, mm-hmm. and you want to get be a forced fumble at that moment. It can be, you know, an interception, a pick six, things of that nature. Uh, I wanted to see how Cam Newton was going to do, and I saw Chase Young absolutely level him, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, Cam Newton, I'm sorry, man. You can't run away 
from linebackers anymore or ends or tackles like you used to. It's just it's not going to happen. They're bigger than you, if not – they're just as big as you, if not bigger, and they're stronger, man. And I know Chase Young gave Cam some respect and said, hey, listen, that's a big boy that I had to hit. Yeah. But, hey, Chase Young, good job. Got it done, man. And you know what? I'm very happy that the Steelers actually beat the Eagles because I have a I have an idiot friend of mine. I don't care. <laughs> I have an idiot friend of mine from New Jersey that, that is a, an avid uh, Eagles fan, and Good I luck. absolutely hate that. <laughs> All right, so go, moving on to today, though, I want to I wanna ha- uh, throw on, you know, the three matchups that are that are happening today. We got um, halftime on the Bills and the Lions. Uh, you know, the Bills, not a surprise, up 13-3. We have uh, Titans-Falcons, which, you know, when the regular season starts, that would be – a very entertaining matchup to see because, as yeah. you know, Julio Jones is right. now on the Titans. Sure, absolutely. So it'll be a circle game for him, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you have the Cowboys and the Cardinals uh, tonight at 10, which I don't know if Dak's going to play. He's not going to play. Okay, yeah, another he's, MRI he's, okay yeah. So we're going to get a lot of uh, – He's still going to play preseason, maybe the fourth game. No, I think he's not playing any preseason games. So oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, he's out till week one. So we'll get, what is it, Tony DiNucci? And, what, you know, I don't even know the names of the Cowboys quarterbacks off the top of my head. But, you know, the preseason, uh, I've long thought what the preseason is good for is if you got, um, if you got uh, rookies or you got guys that are third stringers that are trying to make the team, that's what the preseason is for, right? Uh, if you're a rookie, you want to showcase what you got. And if you're trying to make the roster, uh, you know, it's a chance for you to try to shine. And for a lot of the veterans and guys that know they're going to be definite first string or even definite backups, it's a chance for them just to stay sharp a little bit. Yes. Uh, but really, especially if you are a quarterback that's like in year six and on, there's really no need for you to play in more than one preseason game. Typically. Right. Right. You know, right. uh, and the thing is, they come that, in. They'll come in for a couple of series, and they'll be out. Exactly. Dak Prescott might go play, but from what I'm hearing, is he's struggling to throw the ball uh, farther than ten yards down the field. Um, so he's going to go get a second opinion uh, on the MRI to see if there's any kind of structural damage there or any lasting infl- inflammation. Uh, so he might try to play. Uh, but I, for me right now, I think the bets are off on seeing him in the preseason. So. Yeah, and also, you know, you know, the couple of targets that I was looking at this year to, to kind of see how they yeah. were going to do in the preseason, your Jamar Chases, your Rashad yeah. Bateman's. Bateman's out. Core, uh, core, core injuries out for a couple of weeks. And Jamar Chase has struggled a little yeah, bit early. Yeah, well, I mean, he's also struggled because Burroughs has had some mental struggles yeah. as well that he's sure. getting over, right? So they, they'll they figure it out. They will figure it out. Absolutely. I think they will definitely will. I like that connection. I like the way that's working. Uh, you have teams that are playing, you know, fairly well in preseason. Even, yeah. you know, you'll see their second stringers and their third stringers do, do you know, pretty well. I want to flip gears real quick and, and throw this out there. Okay. Uh, maybe you want to throw this out on sure. our, our poll and, and tag some people, yeah. but I definitely believe that Usain Bolt will mop the floor with Tyree Kill. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's so, put it on so the ball. Okay. The, the 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 talk today was was with uh with Bolt talking to Dan Patrick, and Bolt's like, I'll put up one of my gold medals. Uh, yep. And you put up your Super Bowl ring because he's got. I mean, Usain Bolt's got eight gold medals. He yeah. Couldn't afford to lose one of them, if he, even if he does. Right. Uh, Mr. Hill only has one. Yeah. 
I got Red Freddy 70 yard, not 100, which is what Bolt would like to run because it's too much, and not a 40 because Hill might have the advantage on it. Sure. So they're, they're shooting for like a 70 yard mid, you know, type of, you know, exhibition kind of deal. It, and I really kind of like it because it, you know, it's strange, but I like uh, sports stars from, from different sports actually competing against each other in some sort of event of some sort. Yeah, yeah so it's kind of fun to see. Yeah. I also agree, though, Usain Bolt, who is a world-class sprinter, probably the, the job is to run, man. The job is to run. And they always say there's football fast and then there's track fast. Just like guys who can play that can run fast and track doesn't mean they'd be good wide receivers or Correct. DBs, right? Correct. You know, so it's, it's completely different. We saw it with Justin Gatlin. Do you remember him? Yes. He tried out for the Eagles. Yes. He couldn't do anything. No. Once it. you put pads on him, he wasn't the same player. Absolutely not. And, or same kind of speed, right? right? So, right. I, you know, I don't I don't think. And I mean, in that same token, when you take the pads off of a guy like Tyreek Hill, yeah. it's, like, it's literally like adding a couple of jet thrusters on. You know? Right. You're taking off five, seven pounds of stuff, right. you know. He can run even yeah. faster. Uh, I still will take Bolt, though. Oh, me too. I'll yeah. take Bolt by a mile. But, you know, uh, again, uh, it, it's interesting to see that. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Steelers game yesterday, I wasn't overly impressed with what I saw from Najee Harris. Um, two rushes, 10 yards, I think it was. I, 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 something like that, or two yeah. rushes, eight yards, yeah. uh, something along those lines. Um, not super impressed. Um, maybe he, you know. Granted, that's two rushes for 10 yards is five yards a carry. So if you extrapolate that over an entire game, you give them 18 rushes, you know. But, uh, you know, I kind of would have liked to have seen him get involved a little bit more. Um, but, you know. Yeah. His total production was, was two two carries, 10 yards, one reception, nine yards. Yeah. That old line still figuring stuff out. Yeah. yeah. It's, they're still getting their bearings. I think they got lucky. Yeah, they got lucky with, by by. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so. I, um, I, you know a team I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing in the preseason. It's mm-hmm. gonna sound strange. Jacksonville. Oh yeah, me too. I want to see Absolutely. what what does Urban Meyer have? Can he coach at the NFL level? Yep. What are we gonna see out of Trevor Lawrence? And, He's gonna even play. Oh, he he has to play. This just gets up the game speed. We'll see Trevor Lawrence and Gardner finish it. Well, yeah, yeah, but you you'll see you'll see. I think again three series of Lawrence only. I think uh, we'll see more than that. You think so? I, I think, especially in the in the second or third preseason game for them. I think yeah, we'll no, play no, the of whole first first quarter. No, no, I'm so, saying yeah. I'm saying first preseason. First game, preseason game might you, be a couple see, series. Yeah, Zach Wilson's only getting three series. Yeah. You know, yeah. So a lot of these rookie quarterbacks are going to play nine series in his NFL career before he's out of the league because that's typical Jets fashion with their quarterbacks. So right, and and Joe Burrow has is having issues throwing fucking in the dark right now, right? So oh yeah, yeah. At least we have. Hey, just because you have full control of all the noises, right? Does yeah. not mean that you can abuse it the way that you, that you are. Right now. I don't think I'm abusing. Absolutely abusing. I don't think so whatsoever. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So uh, before we talk a little fantasy, let's go to the Michael Thomas situation in New Orleans. Is this repairable? So do you remember? Um, uh, you, again, you're you're a sports movie, uh, you know, guy, show guy, Ballers. Yeah. Yeah. So so I think it was Love like that show. yeah I think it was like first season or second season. I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't remember. But they, they, one of the players, I think it was their deep defensive line or it was their end, uh, had a major injury. Yeah. And he just wouldn't talk to the team about it. Yeah, for Dallas, because I think right. he heard himself playing paintball. Exactly. That's my memory serves Correct. correctly. Absolutely. Yeah. Something of that sort, right? Yeah. 
I feel like something like that in similar fashion happened with Michael Thomas, and he's completely soured relationships. I just read that he hadn't spoken to to Saints coaches or, like, personnel in three months. Three months. He honestly started off being a humbled receiver, and he's become a diva. He's become – I think every – Wide receiver kind of turns that route, man. Odell, not all of the same them. Thing. As soon as you get exposure and do well, I'll name you two though that never turned out like that. Who did? I'll name you two. Go ahead. Jerry Rice, Marvin Harrison. They're both in, haven't played in like twenty years. All right. So name me someone in the last eight years, ten years. In the last eight to ten years, yeah. that was un- all pro, top top guy, but was not a diva about. That him. was not diva like. Ah, uh, man, you're putting me on the spot, but I guarantee you, um. I would have to uh, Devonte Adams. <laughs> He's pulling stunts right now already. He's already pulling stunts. Right. As soon as Aaron Rodgers was like, "I don't know if I'm going to come back," he's like, "Oh, I don't know if I'm going to resign either." So look, Cause he doesn't want Jordan Love throwing the ball. It doesn't. It doesn't. In regards, regards. Okay, what about Calvin Johnson? Again, Calvin Johnson. The only reason why he left was because of his injuries, but. Towards the end of it, he stopped talking to everybody. What about Julio Jones? Diva? Absolutely diva. He's turning that diva corner right now. He's, he's not. He didn't ask he's to trade He's selling weed on the, on, the, on the black market. He's a diva, dude. He's into the culture of, of, right. of, uh, of, of being like a – he knows. He knows all the great receivers. The moment that they get great, it gets to their head. <sighs> Antonio Brown, prime prime okay, suspect. Antonio Brown, prime he's suspect. always been an asshole, though, apparently. DeAndre Hopkins, prime suspect. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins oh, is either. Get there. out of here. He's <laughs> right. demanding money. Okay, what about Larry Fitzgerald? Okay, there you go. Yeah. There's your. There's a guy that is not a diva. Yeah. Okay, I'll, sure. I'll admit okay. that. He'll give me one. He'll give, I'll me, give one. you one. That's, that's I'll give one. you one. Okay. Give you one. <laughs> Thank you for why. Thank you for my one. No problem. <laughs> my one point. No problem. <laughs> All right. So uh, going back into to, to some fantasy stuff. Yeah. Um, I have uh, I have I have some doubts about some of the some teams that are you know be that are moving forward that have top tier talent. You know. Okay. So do you really think Julio Jones is going to be like a top five receiver this year? No. And in fact, uh, I have him on my big board and on my spreadsheet that I've been preparing for my draft. I have Julio Jones as a fifth round receiver, meaning if he's there and I'm in the fifth round, I haven't taken the receiver yet. I'm going to take Julio Jones. Let's not forget, okay, that Ryan Tannehill, while he's looked good in Tennessee, mm-hmm. okay, right, it's still it's not Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball or Patrick Mahomes. Correct. Let's also not forget that Tennessee is a run dominant team with Derrick Henry. Right. So here is the stat line. And they paid him. Yeah, and they paid him. Here's the stat line, especially with splitting receptions with AJ Brown. This is a stat line that I'm expecting out of Julio Jones at this point in his career. I'm thinking between anywhere between sixty and sixty five receptions. I'm gonna call he's under a thousand yards. I'm gonna say like maybe like nine hundred. You got but you gotta give him double digit touchdowns. No. I'm not. You're not giving him double-digit touchdowns? If you look at him in Atlanta, he had a lot of seasons where he caught 125 balls, right. 1,200 yards, and he had, like, four touchdowns. Right. So I'm going to say – But this is a completely different offense. I'm going to call six touchdowns. So let's say 62 catches for 900 yards and six touchdowns. That puts him probably about wide receiver 25 to 30 range. So where do you put Antonio Brown? 
Antonio Brown, also, I think he's a ninth or ten, anything past the ninth round. You, got to, you absolutely have to be kidding me. All the reports for Antonio Brown right now is that he's absolutely going to go crazy this year. Yeah, absolutely not. No, 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 no. He's going to go mentally crazy On the field, on the field, right now, he's running circles around them DBs. And the, the, the guys, the first stringers on Tampa Bay are pretty good. They're pretty good. Let me finish. Okay. He's, 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 he's running circles around him. He's got a lot of his, his old swagger back. A lot of his knee's been fixed. He, he's fixed up his knee. Uh, Brady's looking for him. Biggest thing is Brady's actually looking looking for Antonio Brown, specifically. Brady also looked for Julian Edelman a lot. And, you know, that turned out to usually about 75, 80 catches for 800 yards and maybe four or five touchdowns. Not, that, you cannot com- compare that Patriots offense to this Bucks offense. It's hey, not even close. Look, you got Godwin. Godwin, Evans, you have Mike Evans, you have O.J. Howard, coming back. Rob Gronkowski. Okay, plus all the backs that you got to feed. Fournette, him. Jones. Yeah. Didn't they also take another running back in this draft? Or am I? No, no, no. no okay. No. But they do oh, have, no, but they they do have signed, a third. They, they signed a third. Uh, Bernard, too, yeah, yeah. who's, a, who's a receiving yeah. back. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. Brady likes James White. I, you know, yeah, Brady, yeah, he does. And Brady likes to spread the ball around. So, do I think Antonio Brown's going to go get close to 100 receptions and over 1,000 yards and double-digit touchdowns? Absolutely not. I don't. Uh, it's, you know, to me – if you, if you're looking for a guy that uh, could potentially oh we got a caller coming in that clearly wants to say something about what we're talking about all right hey, let's, uh, let's, go. let's go to our caller here hey hey good evening guys hey good evening we're on the uh, no huddle show with Mike and Sam who who we got calling in today oh hey guys this is John calling from Pennsylvania um, so hey, I'm hey, hey John oh, man. Hey, no, not much. I just saw the topic of the show on uh, 90s baseball. I just wanted to kind of uh, chime in about in general. You know, I, I definitely remember 90s baseball just growing up in that time period. And, um, you know, unfortunately, as as being a Phillies fan, <laughs> we didn't have much good 90s baseball. But, you know, the players and some yeah, of the stuff we saw in the 90s was just great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, hey, the, you know what? Philadelphia is a sports team, so it, it's great to support just anything – and any of the teams that come out of there. So I can definitely see why you support the Phillies. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the great thing about supporting them is then when they finally reach the pinnacle, when they finally reach the playoffs, it's just that much better. So that's exactly what I experienced with the Phillies. But, you know, 90s baseball in general, which is, which is awesome. I remember going to games with my father and, um, you know, people are always going to have their opinion on the steroid era. And what no one talks about is that even though guys were also using steroids, um, the subsequent features, they also had bigger cocks. So, like, when they would go to hit, <laughs> you would see their dick in the, the baseball pants. And it's just always something I remember from the 90s. I don't I don't know about you guys, but when I think of 90s baseball, that's, that's like, like the first thing I think of. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. He's, he's dropped. Um, so, wow, then. <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like John was looking for something very specific when he was watching the playoffs. Uh, clearly. Y'all just too good to be true. 
John. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for calling in, <laughs> and that was actually pretty hilarious. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so we uh, we were talking a little fantasy. Uh, well, let's uh, continue that trend. We're going to get to our 90s baseball in just a moment. Um, we're going to get to our 90s baseball in just a second, uh, which uh, Sam has his top ten list of 90s baseball players. But I kind of want to continue on. Uh, I've lost my train of thought now. I was thinking uh, potential sleeper wide receivers of guys that, you know, if you were going to look for someone to give you some value over some big names, uh, who you could ultimately go with. And I'm telling you right now, I think he's being underdrafted and call me a homer, but I'm, I think Tyler Boyd for the Bengals offers a lot of upside. If you look at his stats the last couple of years, he's he's been on point. And I think uh, Joe Burrow likes to find him out of the slot. Uh, I think Tyler Boyd's going to get you about 85 catches and 1,000 yards and, and probably close to double-digit TDs, probably like eight touchdowns. And, and he's, going, he's going after guys like Julio Jones currently in drafts. And I think he's going to give you more value there. No, I, I definitely have to agree with you on that. Tyler Boyd is great value for, for where he sits when you pick him up. Um, you know, he, he's uh, been really sharp at yeah. camp. All the, all, his, all the beat writers for the Bengals are saying that he's looking sharp. He's looking good on his cuts. He's put on a little bit more muscle, and he's moving quicker. So, uh, you know, he, he's going to expand that route tree that he yeah. has. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's not bad. It's pretty good. But, you know, it could get better, and it will get better. It, the biggest thing that moves all that, though, is how is Joe Burrow going to yeah. – uh, Bur- Burrow's going to <laughs> – like he's making a hole or something yeah, somewhere. Seriously. Yeah, he's not burrowing into the ground. I, at least I hope not. I, mean, I think he is with all those ACL injuries. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm discussing too much. All right, that wraps up our fantasy talk. That wraps up our Michael Thomas. And now let's get to, the, I guess, something that most people might be excited for, a little 90s baseball. Who doesn't like – 90s baseball players. I mean, good guys look playing around like Tim Salmon and Pete and Cabilia. You remember those guys? Oh, yeah. Those are some great names from uh, 90s baseball. No uh, more Garcia Parra. No more Garcia Parra. You know, was that more 90s or early 2000s? No, I would say he's still uh, Okay. Yeah. All right. Albert Bell. Albert Bell, Kenny Lofton. Kenny Lofton. Yeah. I just got a lot go. Rocky yeah, Andres got a lot. I can't even say it right. Yeah, I know. I can't. Fucking guy. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I would just call him the big cat. Yeah, the big cat. There you go. Right. All right, so that's what we're going to start off this with, and then we're going to go with uh, something that happened on Undisputed, which I found hilarious. So, all right, starting with number 10, who is your number 10 player of the 90s? And then you'll do the reveal, and then you'll do a quick uh, little segment on them. All right. Cool. All right. I'll, I'll go with uh, Craig Vigia. Oh, number 10. <laughs> Craig Biggio. Craig Biggio. All right. I'm going Craig Biggio. He's a, a little, a little, uh, you know, batting machine. You know, the guy was was a little uh, shorter on the shorter side. You know, he he would get on base a yeah. lot. Do you know? Do you know how he? he what he was most famous for for how he got on base? Oh, uh, as to how he got on? Yeah. Base? Sliding head first? No. Oh. No. He was most famous for he took he was hit by pitches the most in major league oh. history. Wow, I did not know that. I was leaning at that little elbow to catch that on the guard. Okay, <laughs> to get on base. <laughs> so he, a, he got a lot of hits yeah. that he shouldn't have possibly had. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, all right, okay. All, all right. right, number Very nine. Good. Number nine. Um, I'm going to go with Frank Thomas. Ooh, big hurt. Yep. All right, 
yeah, I'm going to go with Frank Thomas, uh, Slugger. You know, you, okay. can't, you can't hate on the Sluggers from the 90s, you know. Yeah. This guy uh, was a home run hitting machine, you know. He okay. got on base, got on base percentage, yeah. uh, you know. Excellent. Uh, excellent, right? Yeah. yeah awesome. Fair. I don't know stats like like you do, right? That's okay. So, Nobody you know. does. That's why I'm the genius. So Let's not get ahead of ourselves, <laughs> bit, right? <laughs> All right, number eight. Number... Eight. Uh, this is going to be a, probably a, a not not much of a. It's not going to be a popular pick. I'm okay. going to go Bernie Williams. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go Ber- Bernie Williams. Uh, I'd say his, his career kind of kicked off in '94, around '94, yeah. right? '93, '94. Yeah. Um, he started doing well, better than. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go with that. Number seven. Number seven. I will go with Jeff Bagwell. Bag. <laughs> yeah. As you can see, the, the the trend. I'm I'm picking players that are like big, hulky, you know, home run hitters mm-hmm. kind of guys. Like to stare at their pants, apparently too. <laughs> that was John from Pennsylvania. That <laughs> likes to stare at their pants. Let's let's make sure we okay. we clarify that, right? right? John, if you're out there and you're listening, uh, it's sorry to bring that back up. Good luck. I'll, if you're listening, good luck. Good luck. Okay. Number right. six. Number six. Uh, <clears throat> I'll go with uh, the big cat. Uh, yeah, big, big cat. cat. Okay. Yeah, so so some of these '90s players. Uh, what I loved about them is that uh, big cat is too. Andres Colorado. Okay, there you go. Just oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think some of the hit yeah. home runs should be taken back too, because he played majority of his career in Colorado. Yeah, you know, there the thinner air, it's easier to put the, the ball to, to fly. And yep. go, yeah, yeah, go out. So yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's why Larry Walker got dinged a little bit. Yeah, I think he eventually so. got did he, it. Didn't he just make the? He did on like his ninth try. But okay. if you look at his stats, you know, if they were someone that played, you know, in Petco Park or something, he right. probably would have gotten in sooner. So, so what are some of the shorter fields? I mean, when it comes well, to well, there's, there's you know Yankee Stadium, right? The short, short uh, to I believe it's your left. left hand to the right side. Okay. So it's good for left-handed hitters. Okay. Um. Thing with Fenway Park, okay. you got, I think Pesky's Pole. That's okay. kind of short in okay. um, the Red Stadium, okay. smaller stadium. Okay, so those just, just name a few. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, number five. We're getting to the top five now. Yes, there right. we go. So top, top five. five. Top five. Again, we're going '90s. Yes. So I'm going with a uh, pitch, pitcher from the '90s. Okay, Mr. Randy Johnson. All right, I don't on down. Care. <laughs> Over five, Randy Johnson. Randy the Johnson. big unit. The big unit. Also, what uh, John John, was, John, John from Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, uh, again, you can't hate against the guy that, that threw 100 miles an hour yeah. and consistently was a great pitcher. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Hit birds and they exploded, right? Bam. Yeah. <laughs> Number four. Number four. Um can I go uh, with number four? Can I pick a uh, a team? No. Damn it. I need baseball players. I know. I get it. But that yeah. that team had such great players okay. that I want I wanted to go with fine, fine. Lofton, so the nineties Indians. Yeah. Van Ram. Right. Albert Bell. Albert Bell. Carlos Baerga. Exactly. I want to go with Mesa. Right. I want to go. I wanted to go with that squad. Fine. Fine. All right. So for number four on the list, it is the entire. Cleveland Indians baseball. Okay. <laughs> number three. Number three. Roger Clemens. Okay. Number 
Oh, Roger Clemens, multi-side wow. winner. Top two are going to be who I think they are, because if they're not, you're leaving off some big, big names. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, okay. okay. All right. Um, I'm again. I'm going based yeah. on. I'm not going with popular, you know, okay. choice, right? Yeah, so, sure. so I'm going with what I grew okay. up with watching. All right. Yeah. Okay. So Roger Clemens, top right. two. Number two. Number two. Number two. Oh my God. All right. Uh, all right, so for me, number two would have to be Barry Bonds. Okay. Barry Bonds in the 90s was amazing. Probably juicing. Probably no, he not. Did, well, he was juicing. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. So he got to San Francisco. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. So he, he was not. So I'll take that. They said around 2000 is when he probably okay. started juicing. Okay. But the guy had already won, I think, two MVPs and, right. like, six gold gloves by that time. Right. So I'm leaving a lot of people off the list. Trust That's me. Fine. I'm well aware of it. Okay. Number one, I'll have to go with Ken Griffey Jr. That, okay. So these were the, those were the two I was looking for, Ken Griffey Jr. and Barry Bonds. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so as long okay. as they made your list, I was okay with whoever got left off. Okay. okay but I was yeah. like, if Barry Bonds and Ken Griffey Jr. aren't in your list of top 10 90s baseball players, oh, they want then, you're off, then you're off the show. Yeah, they wanted to. I mean, see, the thing yeah. is, I could probably put – your Conseco, your uh, you know Mark McGuire, McGuire. Uh, you, I could even throw in Piazza, you know, exactly. Piazza Penn, or, or Pudge, or Pudge, yeah. and something like that, you know. But I chose to go with what I felt. There you, you go. Know, with, with while watching, that was a very good list. That All was right. a good list. So now, uh, what I want to get to is how did I forget Calderon Jr. Calderon Jr. is more eighties, though. To be honest with yeah, you, okay, yeah, he was. I mean, he played in the nineties, but he was more his prime was mostly in the eighties. Okay, yeah. All right. Um, uh, coming down to ten minute mark here. Yeah, come down to ten minutes. I want to talk about what happened on Undisputed. So they were talking about Mike McCarthy and his being head coach, coach. By the way. Skip Bayless basically made a comment that Mike McCarthy is too fat to be a good head coach and that uh, <laughs> he prefers his coaches to be in a little bit better shape. Like and Sean that, McVay? Yeah, like Sean McVay or Cliff Kingsbury, whatever. And so Jenny Taft uh, had, a little bit of, had a little bit of a snapback, and then it led to this encounter on Undisputed. Oh, I don't think that's a fair shot Is either. everyone that's who's a opinion. good coach yeah. as fit as you, mm. Skip? I don't think that's a fair shot whatsoever. Uh, I wouldn't want. I said it was a personal preference. I wouldn't want him to be my head coach. That have not had the yeah. perfect ideal physique, including yeah. my college coach. Mm. So I don't think that's a fair mm. shot. Okay. And I'm allowed Next. to have an opinion. Yeah. Yep. I am allowed mm-hmm. to say whatever okay. I want to say on this show. Okay, as yeah. you Come do, on, guys. We're the team. We're the team. We'll join us uh, and we'll react no. to Westbrook's You're comment, looking. and maybe I have no. more to say. Next. Yes. Yes. Wow, I did not catch that. Awkward and testy between Jenny Taft and Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. Again, for the record, Skip Bayless deserves all the crap that he gets. And all the hate. Yeah, all extremely annoying. But then again, I think he puts on the show because he knows it brings him money. So it it doesn't matter to him. But he he, he has thick skin where he could be like, you know what? The world can hate me, but I'm going to grab the headlines whenever I say something. Absolutely. I mean, I'll say this. In the new era of NFL football, right? You see more coaches that are in shape than out of shape. But Correct. back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, all the coaches were fat. They were big boys. Yeah, they were big boys. All of, them, all of them were Andy Reid's and Bruce yeah. Arians and, and, and Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick. And Bill Parcells. Yeah. Parcells. Yeah, yeah they, they were all, A lot of them looked like that. They yeah. were rotund. You didn't have a lot of in-shape coaches. Now, you know, Sean McVay, you got Sean Payton. 
you got uh, even Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, you got uh, what? Mike Tomlin's in shape. Like that Flora down in Miami. Flora in shape. You know, uh, Frank Reich. Frank Reich. You know, um, so you got more coaches. I would say maybe like Pagano would be like one of the older ones that I would say was in shape. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or they were either really old, like Marv Levy, right? He was like a hundred. Marvin Lewis was not thin by any. Marvin Lewis wasn't thin. He was out of shape, but you know. Harbaugh's always been good. Harbaugh's been good. Yeah, John and Jim. Yep, yep, yep. But, I, you know, to Skip's point, I don't think your weight has much to do. I mean, Andy Reid is probably going to go down as, what, a top ten NFL head coach of all time, would you say, even though he's only got one Super Bowl ring. Easy. Him and both Bill, Bill Belichick are not in-shape guys, no. right? You know, and so to, to Skip's point, you know, and then, you know, he got – I don't think he likes the fact that Jenny Pass, the host of the show, was calling out – Skip Bayless, who you know has all this clout, uh, but it was good to see him kind of you know, put in this place by yeah. Jenny a little bit. Yeah, I but agree. I enjoyed I that. To, I definitely, definitely enjoyed that. And the reason why, one of the biggest reasons why I enjoyed it, and is because I enjoyed Stephen A. Smith as much as I hate Stephen A. Smith. Oh, I fucking hate her. I hate uh, Stephen A. Smith. I, as much as I hate Stephen A. Smith as well, I lo- I loved listening to Steve, uh, listening to Stephen A. Smith. Because yeah. I hate Bayless more than I hate Stephen A. Smith. Okay. So it was, it, it, in a way, it was a little reminiscent of, of how, you know, Stephen A. Smith would react to something that Bayless would say. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that. Uh, so now going into a little bit of NBA free agency before we wrap up the show, um, Kawhi Leonard saying with the Clippers doesn't matter. Yes, I definitely think it matters. Absolutely. It keeps uh, – I mean, that core Clipper squad is still good for top six out of – now it's because it's out of, what, you get uh, 10, 10 teams that go into the playing tournament? Um, or oh, the 12? Yeah. No, 10. Oh, 10. Okay. Yeah, so seed 7 through yeah. 10. 7 through 10 are in the playing. Yeah. And, yeah, so – And the, the, two, Clippers, the two that make it out there go for 7 and 8. Yeah, yeah. So, so I definitely see the Clippers being a top six seed. Okay. And um, that's why I, I like the move because – it keeps things in place. It doesn't make them any better. It doesn't necessarily make them any better, but um, it at least keeps them where they're at. Okay. You know? It keeps yeah. them where they're at. Maybe they can get – Yeah, like, but Kawhi is going to play at the beginning of the season. No, he's definitely not. He won't even probably come back. till February? Till February. Yeah. At that point, the season's halfway over. Where are the Clippers going to be at? And will him coming back and still needing probably load management be enough to push them into the top four seeds? I, like I said, I still see them making that playoff. Even, okay. even, even if yeah. But are they a championship contender? No, 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 no. Not with Kawhi missing that much time. I agree. Yeah. I, no. I think the Clippers are going to be a six or seven seed next year. Because I really do. I have a lot of faith in Denver. Yeah, Jamal Murray coming back. Jamal Murray coming back at some point. He also hurt his knee around the same yeah, time as, as Kawhi. Yes. But Aaron Gordon gets the full year there. Yep. Uh, you got still MVP Joker. Yep. Um, you know you have uh, you have a team like the Lakers who will obviously still probably be a top three seed. Even though I don't like Easy. the moves they made, Easy. I still think they're a top three Easy. seed. Easy. The Phoenix Suns and the Utah Jazz aren't going anywhere. No, um, they resigned pretty much everybody. Yeah, and they're going to be tough out. So, yeah. you know, I I I, I think uh, the Mavs got better. The Mavs did get better. I would have liked to see the Mavs pull something out of yeah, the hat. They're trying to get somebody. They're trying. I mean, I'd like to see them try to make a move for Lillard. Yeah. And give up on Porzingis and see if – Yeah, and that works because you have, you have a ball-dominant Luka. And yeah. Lillard could just light up, just yeah. shoot him. 
And if, you know, Porzingis, if the play, Blazers say, okay, well, at least we get a young Porzingis and maybe another asset there and then some that, picks have, to build around. But they have a front, front court logjam that, that, that. I know. They have Nurkic, they have Porzingis, Zach Collins. Zach Collins, Collins yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a couple. Of, I mean, let's see what happens. Uh, one other thing about free agency, I mean, big deals where Dane Willard might or may or may not go, right? Yeah. So 76 is, is now, you know, a series. But, Possibility, but they have to part with Ben Simmons, and they have to be accepting. Here's the thing: all the teams that I felt would be a good fit for Damian Lillard to make a trade all signed point guards yeah. in the all season. So one of them was Miami Heat. Yeah. I'm like, you pair Lillard with Bam and Butler. Jimmy Butler, and, and that team, and, and that culture. Yep. All of a sudden, it's good. So maybe you have to give up Tyler Harrow, and you have to give up another and Duncan, maybe, maybe Duncan. And maybe another young, potentially young player, plus some draft capital. But to have Lillard on that team with Butler and then Bam, those those three can put up work against even the Nets. They could, yeah, I agree. Um, and so, and then another team that I was like, okay, maybe they'll make a move uh, for Lillard with uh, the Knicks. Yeah, but then they signed their point guards. They got Derrick Rose. Yeah. They don't have the young assets, I don't think, no. that are enticing to make a move to the Trailblazers, and then, you know, you're not going to want to take a pick from them because they're probably going to be a playoff team, and it's going to fall out of the lottery for for a while. Unless you push it back far, right? Right. Uh, If the Blazers did want to trade within the West, who from the West, the Lakers went out and got uh, Russell Westbrook, you know? So now the money doesn't work to bring Lillard over there. No. Uh, the Clippers don't have the assets to nope. go get Lillard. And they can't part with George or Leonard. Exactly. They can't do that. So the market has really kind of dried up for for Ben Simmons and uh, Damian Lillard. I think they, point guards in general. I think yeah. point guards in general. And you can see that um, everyone kind of, kind of wants to stay put where they're at yeah. by the mere fact that Dennis Schroeder got eight million. Five point nine million. Five point nine million. Yeah, yeah. sorry. So, yeah. so they offered him a one-year, five point nine million dollar mid-level exception. Now, let me ask you: If you're the Celtics, and would the Blazers take this offer? Or would they take one-year Dennis Schroeder and Jalen Brown plus draft picks for Damian Lillard? Ooh, you get to recoup value big with Jalen Brown on Damian Lillard, but um, no. I still don't see them pulling the trigger. No, nope. nope. Would the Celtics pull it off or would they? I think they want to. No, I don't. I think they want to keep Tatum and Brown together. I think they got rid of Kemba, which is we knew that yeah. was going to happen, right? Right. They got rid of. What about if they got rid of Marcus Smart and some other contracts? Yeah, that would be that would. But I think but if, if you're going to get another, you have to give that, yeah. that star. Got to give them that star. You know. I agree. I agree. All right, but. Uh, that wraps up our Friday show. It's been fun being with you guys. Uh, please keep calling in. Follow us. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at NoHuddle underscore with MS. Um, we're looking forward to uh, speaking with you guys. Um, and John, John from Pennsylvania, if you'd like to call back, this is the only thing I have for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about Dixon our show. That's okay. Right. So, have a good Friday night, guys. Enjoy uh, the thank weekend. Thank you for spending some time with us, and we're out. Catch you on Monday. Yeah.